0: Just go to Cars.com. It's magical.
1: We're live, Pat. There we go. You're listening to the Patriot Nation podcast presented by Pat's Pulpit.
0: All right, we are live with another Patriot Nation podcast. Uh as always, your boy Pat Lane here and Matt is back in the uh in the captain's seat here. Uh we appreciate you having us uh, uh coming through, Matt. It's a, it's you know, we haven't talked to you in a bit since last week and it was another heartbreaking game past weekend, of course, uh, on Christmas Eve. It just just brutal loss uh to the Cincinnati but, Bengals once again.
1: But you know what, Pat? I'm back. We have new life here, thanks right. to the Green Bay Packers. Somehow the our playoff destiny is in our hands right now. And you know, it's maybe it's maybe I shouldn't I have hope. You know what? I've got uh, hope. Rebellions are built on hope.
0: It's true. It's yeah. true. And, yeah.
1: So this is I told you I, I had a, a thing for you here I wanted to lead off with. Yes. All I'm gonna say is the last time the Patriots lost a game on laterals, and then followed that up with a loss the next week in close fashion to an AFC North team, they then won the final two games against the season, against divisional opponents, and made it to the playoffs.
0: Quite true. That is quite true. Uh, and uh, then, I think, actually won the Super Bowl that year as well. So They
1: did do that.
0: <laughs> uh, so, you know...
1: Yeah. It would be bizarre if that happened twice in four years here five years
0: yeah i can't imagine i but you never know i mean you never know i suppose never, anything is possible
1: any any given sunday that's what they say that's
0: right that is very and true
1: the way all the way the miami injury report looks right now this sunday should be better than most given sundays i'd say for the patriots
0: well i mean really though based on the because... miami one <laughs> Well, because the Patriots have – the Patriots don't have a cornerback. They have zero cornerbacks on the roster currently. I believe I heard a rumor that Earthwin Mullen was coming out of retirement to, to come play corner for the Patriots uh, on on Sunday against the, against the Dolphins because they They're literally have, have no – Yeah,
1: it's uh, it's not great. Uh, the injury report – we're recording this Thursday night, so the final report will come out on Friday. This is the list of guys that didn't participate. could adjust with an illness. Damian Harris, that's not injury-related. They said that's personal, so everything's okay there. Jack Jones with a knee injury. That's the one he got in Arizona. Hasn't practiced since. Marcus Jones with a concussion. Jalen Mills with a groin injury. Devontae Parker still with that concussion. Adrian Phillips is sick. There's still that illness going around the locker room. John Smith, concussion. So three guys concussed right now and not participating. And then Hunter Henry with a knee injury limited. Jonathan Jones limited. Ramondre Stevenson limited. Taekwon Thornton limited.
0: Yeah, it's like the whole team. That's like the whole team. And, you know, and you look at it and think, like, okay, in a week that you're playing against two of the fastest guys in the NFL, you would want your fast. Like, this is the whole reason you bring in these fast guys, right? Like, you draft a guy like Marcus Jones because he can run with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. He's probably not going to play on Sunday. You have a guy like Jonathan Jones who you said last year – Hey, if we had had Jonathan Jones last year, we would have had a chance against some of these teams that are fast because he's the fast guy on the team. He's limited, so he might be out there, but is he 100% because he can't be able to run with these guys? I don't know, right? And then you start looking at it and saying, okay, well, Jalen Mills might not play. Jack Jones might not play. I mean, is Sean Wade going to be the starting cornerback? Like, that's that's not good. That's really not good, right? And, and listen, we all know I love Miles Bryant, but, like, Miles Bryant... <laughs> Can you imagine Miles Bryant one-on-one against Jalen Waddle? I mean, like we'll we'll lose by a th- I, by by seven hundred. Like it's just like
1: oh yeah. I unfortunately I can't imagine that. It is not-, not very hard to imagine because you don't have to picture Miles Bryant being near Jalen Waddle for most of right. that most of that sequence.
0: Right. Yeah, and it's not great. It's not great. So that's.
1: Yeah, Miles my, my, Miles Bryant is a fine to very good. Depth corner and safety, like the Cincinnati game, they had him playing like safety at points and dropping him back, and he can kind of mix things up and do a bunch of stuff. He's fine as long as he's your depth option and not matched up one on one with
0: guys. Right. I don't right. know. No, and that's that. But that's it. That's it. He he has to be a a depth piece slash safety. He can't be an outside corner, and he just he's not that guy. And Sean Wade, you know. I had some hope for Sean Wade. He he's shown God. nothing so far. Uh, I can't imagine that. I mean, in the, the play that you know he gave up the touchdown on Zilster, whatever the hell the kid's 16's name is, <laughs> um, you know, on Cincinnati, and he had a pretty good read on it, and he just slipped out of nowhere. He just tripped over Turf Monster and like and couldn't get there. And it's like, dude, if you're just running straight, you you knock that pass down. Probably it wasn't the best throw by Barrow. It took his time getting there, and he still couldn't get there. And, he just and looked, that,
1: was the, that was the only snap you played, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And so he <laughs> just, you know.
1: Ultimate stat line right there.
0: Yeah, not ideal. Not ideal. One target, one okay. completion, one touchdown.
1: Damn, And it's, it's one of those things. And you can't use injuries as, as an excuse, especially with a playoff hope. Playoff hopes on the line, especially right. at home against a division rival and all that. But at the same time, like, you need players who can actually play.
0: Right, right.
1: So, what well, is what is the option? Like we're looking at. I'm right now. I'm looking at the Tay Hayes draft page because he's the guy they signed to the practice squad this week as a backup in case he gets in. Right. Remember when De- was it Devonte Bosby was there for the playoff game last year? Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you just but, you know like th- this is part of the problem, right? Is that you know oh. Great idea here from Dark Blue Gold. Bring Edelman out of retirement to play corner. Love it. Love that idea. I mean, when Mike Reese is throwing on the around the idea of Lynn Bowden coming coming off the practice squad and playing corner, that's not that's not a good sign. So no,
1: like obviously that. Mike Reese has lightened up over the years here and is having more fun with it as a reporter. But that's that's too close. I don't, but, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: and that's and that's one of those things where it's like we just don't have anyone, right? And listen, like you said, you can't complain about injuries because. You're playing the Dolphins, who also have a million injuries. Oh, and by the way, they're starting quarterbacks out. So it's like, you know, so you look at that and say, like, well, yeah, you can play all you want, but like they don't even have their starting quarterback. Um, you know, and Teddy, I think, is good enough. And their two receivers are definitely good enough where you can just say, We'll throw the ball three yards past the line of scrimmage. That's it. Yep. Easy, you know, and let them run. The ball.
1: And Teddy's gonna give you balls, like he'll probably turn it over. He hasn't, yep. he, he has a one-to-one touchdown interception ratio this year. Even if it's bad secondary out there, he'll give you one, he'll give you some chances and hopefully they get one of these guys back. Maybe two that so you can just have somebody out there. Um, but that it's the onus then becomes on the offense, right? Because this is a, this is a Miami defense that has not been good this year. I think it's the best performance Miami's defense has had was in the opener against new England. Yeah. That's the best they've looked all year long. And, schematically, they're kind of similar to what Arizona does. They like to bring a lot of blitzes at you. They try to confuse you and try to get you to throw picks, make mistakes, blow-blocking assignments and all that, which are all things that have been weaknesses of this team, (laughs) which is why they struggled. But they they put up enough points against Arizona to win. It wasn't a phenomenal offensive showing, but they did enough to win. The Patriots to win this game, I think it's going to end up looking a lot like that one if they do come away with a win.
0: Well, and, that, you know, the hard thing is that you're going to have to kind of win ugly, right? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and kind of try to just get out of there with a win, right? And just say, you know what? We don't care what it looks like on the field. What difference does that make? Just just get out of there with a the win. And, you know, I I flip back and forth because some days I just think lose the last two, get a better draft pick, and just be done with it. So what? You know, so you finish 7 and 10. Who cares? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what's really the difference, Right. Um, what's what's really the difference? I guess is is the question. But then then I look back, then I flip back and forth, and I'm like, well, okay, you're the seven seed, so that means that Buffalo is the number two seed. You would have gone to Buffalo and won the the week before. Now you got to go back to Buffalo and play. Well, and and, and it's know,
1: not it's not a sure thing that Buffalo is going to be that two seed either, because the bill the Bills play at Cincinnati on Monday night. Mm-hmm. The Bills lose that game, and and the Patriots get into the playoffs. The Bills are probably the three seed, and this sets you up with, depending on what happens, a rematch with Cincinnati there, a team that they just played close. Right. I don't think they're – Cincinnati is a better team, but Way if better. the Patriots yeah. get a little bit healthier between now and then, which I, so you have to imagine they do a little bit, yeah, then they can – we've seen they can give them a game. Yeah you never know hey, what's gonna that, happen at that point
0: that'd be wild wouldn't that be crazy if you get you know you get into the playoffs and somehow find a way to, to play Cincinnati in Cincinnati and you know and you're able to just muck it up and keep it close with them you know and and yeah. somehow come out of there with a win and now you're going into the divisional round like what the hell is going on? I mean it'd be wild That's it'd be true. you know it'd be crazy yeah. but it, but again it's not with the way the NFL is this year it's not outside the realm of possibility and again I think the we've all kind of talked about the Patriots defense and how good the Patriots defense has been, and without their top four corners, it's not a, that's not a, sh- a sure thing for sure. But it's like, you know, if you can get some pa- some real pass rush this week, you can force Teddy into making some bad throws. Maybe he throws a pick or two. Maybe you return a pick for touchdown. Maybe you know who knows, right? But I still think that it becomes one of those things where you sit there and say, like, hey we have a shot and this defense gives you a chance against any team. So you go into Cincinnati yeah. and you probably lose that game, but there's a chance that you don't. Right. And like, and so I don't know. I mean, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's given up six, six second half touchdowns all season long before mm-hmm. last Saturday. And they gave up two against the Patriots. One, obviously the, the third one was, was a defensive touchdown by the Patriots, but, and You know, Hail Mary, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, it's still a touchdown. Offense touchdowns and offense touchdowns. So they scored two in the second half. Uh, and I believe Cincinnati only given up six all season long. And that might be wrong. They they may have given up one the week before that. But it, I know it was six reasonably close to when the Patriots played them. So they don't give up many second half touchdowns. And the Patriots, you know, put up no. 18 points on them in the second half. Yeah,
1: and they, they got a little luck. On the way to doing it. But yeah. to an extent, I think this offense has earned a little bit of luck. The offense has been really bad, but also has done some good things and not gotten rewarded for it at points. And uh, it's like we said, it feels like the deck's been stacked against them a lot this year, where just every single time things start to go in the right direction, something else goes wrong. Right. Know? This team's right. not good enough to overcome that, especially with this coaching. Um, so if there's if there's one um, takeaway I really had from the game against the Bengals, and I, I've been sitting here talking about how defendable of a higher Matt Patricia is to kind of do this—that he's not the absolute worst, that he's not the cause of all problems. Uh, after watching Kendrick Bourne go off like that in the second half when he finally got out there, that had me ready to, to throw something into the wall because it's right. just—if like—and it's Bourne has been up and down this year, but to not be giving him some of those chances before is really. Excusable, yes, born again, dark blue Mm -hmm. gold reborn, however you want to say it. Uh, it's frustrating, it's really frustrating.
0: Well, and the hard thing is that you know he's capable of this, he did this last year at the end of the year. Like, this is what Kendrick Bourne did last year at the end of the year, and you know, you have some thing going where you know you don't like him, so you don't put him on the field. I, I just like that's that, that's garbage. And they asked Belichick about it after the game and he's like, you know, is there any is there any reason why Bourne hasn't been playing up to now? And he goes, No, no particular reason. And it's like, dude, I know you well, ju- and I-, I know your bill and you're just well, what are you gonna say? But like, my God, that's frustrating, you know?
1: Well and I get it in that Bourne is very inconsistent. Um right. and some of his details are not always great. Details have been an issue with this team for every player on the roster. Kendrick yep. Bourne is no exception to that, and the issue for him. That he's not as good of a blocker as Parker or Myers, and he's not as good of a deep threat as Nelson Aguilar or Tyquan Thornton. His only thing is he's good after the catch, which I think this team needs right now. And the other thing is he's really he has chemistry with Mac. I think he's really good at contested catches. He's good at tracking the ball, and yeah. right now they need that. So it's I mean I think you got to get him on the field, and you have to give him opportunities, especially against a Miami team that. Has struggled with guys in space and likes to blitz you. And screens can be very effective against right. what Miami likes to do. Right. So, like if they ex- if they actually execute the screens, they can score big points here. And then the defense comes up. You hit the deep shot, which Mac can do. Taekwon dropped it last game. If catches that one this time around, right. you can score points against Miami.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. And and you know one of the things that I mentioned uh, on the on the recap show was like Tyquan Thornton drops that pass. Obviously, we want to see Tyquan Thornton catch that pass. But, like, how many opportunities has he had for that this year? How many times has he had a catchable ball thrown deep where he was actually open? With that, that might have been the first one all season long. Right. And, and that so, was like a
1: dot from Mac. That it was, was a great really throw. nice throw.
0: He was on he was on fire um, you know, on Saturday in the second half. That throw to Kendrick Bourne was outrageous. The one that they had to that they had to uh challenge. Yeah. It and was an catch, unbelievable throw. The catch about. was the catch was a fantastic catch and the throw was perfect. That might have been that might have been Mac's best throw of the season. but you look at look at all the throws that he made from last year. When you talk about the throws that I was like super impressed with him last year. Almost every single one of them were to Kendrick Bourne. the 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 um the Browns game, the Browns game, yeah. right? Where he went, where he went between the up two defenders at the goal line, up the seam. That was a heck of a throw. That was to Kendrick Bourne. The seventy five yard touchdown pass after the pick six on Diggs. That was to Kendrick Bourne. Like, oh, excuse me, all these throws to Kendrick Bourne. And, and that's the thing for me is like your quarterback trusts this guy. He's a second year quarterback, and he you can see on the field. He doesn't trust the guys he's throwing to. Does he trust Devontae Parker? I don't think he does. And frankly, I think Devontae Parker hasn't done much to make him to earn that trust from him. Hey, I,
1: I will say Parker, I mean Parker made more plays for Zavi, but he has made plays recently. The yep. play he got concussed on. I thought he made right. a real nice play out. And Matt gave You're him right. a shot to make a play, which yep. is kind of the tough part of it. Um oh, and it's the whole thing is weird because I don't think. Bourne is necessarily in your best four receivers, but you also have to get him on the field. Right. Well, and I mean, I think that's, I that's think it's like, the, I, I'm not taking Myers off for him and no. I don't know if I want to take Parker off for him. So at this point, I think it's Bourne's probably wide receiver. Oh, yeah, he's probably three because he's better than Aguilar right now when he's better than Taquan Thornton right now. Yeah, I'm probably going with My- Myers, Parker outside, Myers outside, Bourne in the slot.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just he needs to be on the field. He needs to be on the field. And as far as I'm concerned, I, I'm okay with taking Parker off the field and putting type one on there. Because well, yeah. the the problem that I have with Parker is that and Dark Gold mentioned it, like you got plays where he's not running the right route or he's giving up on a play or you know, like the the, the interception in the end zone to um against against um Baltimore, Baltimore. Who just gives up on the play instead of going hey, to the end. Zone. It's like,
1: come on, man. If we're if we're pulling guys off the field though for not knowing stuff on offense, we would not have any players left at this point.
0: You're with, not wrong. You're not wrong.
1: Hey, hey, you're a you're a teacher here. You know, if one guy's if one guy's flunk in the class, then it's on the kid. Right. If everybody's flunk in the class, that's something's correct. going on with the teacher.
0: Yep. Yep. No, you're right. And and listen, I think <laughs> I, I think that's another reason why I almost don't want them to make the playoffs, because I feel like if you if you make the playoffs and somehow you win a game, some, say something insane happens, you win two games. Let's just say. It's never going to happen. But let's just say you make the AFC Championship game. A complete, two complete fluke games. Josh Allen gets hurt in the wild card weekend game, and you go into Buffalo and somehow win that divisional matchup, and you get into the AFC Championship game against Kansas City, and, and you lose to Kansas City, you know, in, in Kansas City or what, whatever, right? It doesn't matter do do you look around and say well yeah it worked we got there and so you know maybe we keep the, maybe we keep the staff i think bill is at See, the point right now where where he's going to get rid of the oc anyways no matter what yeah, but i don't agree. even want to take that chance i don't even want to think about that even a possibility i, I don't even want to think about See. that even being a possibility i almost want to say it was seven and ten it was a disaster and listen Play him, pl- play him close, have it be close games. and You lose in some heartbreaking fashion at the end of the game, whatever, you know, that would suck, but like, it is what it is, but like, I'd almost rather lose these last two and then know that we're moving on for Matty P in this soft season, as opposed to make the playoffs. Hey, you look pretty good. Well, you know, let's, let's, let, you know, kind of gel at the end of the year. Let's see what happens. I just want a fresh start, like throw Maddie P in the freaking scouting department or something like that and get him off the goddamn coaching field.
1: See, I kind of feel I, I want to. I really want to win these. At least if the if the team that shows up is healthy, right? If if the team that shows up on Sunday is a healthy team against Miami, they should win that game. Regardless of what the offense, just a better team. They yeah. should be thoroughly. You're at home. It's a must-win game. To me, if you can't win that game, even if you're trying, that to me is so worrying about the state of the talent on this roster, what they can do, that. I don't even care about wins and losses at that point. It means you're going back to the drawing board and a lot more than just the offensive coordinator over the off season. That means this team is further away than I think they thought they might be. I think this team has, this team has the talent to beat Miami. This team has the talent to play with Buffalo on the right day. I'd like to see them put it together. I think they can do it. And at this point, I think Bill knows what's going on with that staff. There was a part during the game where they cut on the sidelines to the guy who was addressing the offensive players. And it was Joe Judge who, had, who was leading the huddle with the guys. And that, to me, that combined with the fact that we just got the, more reports about Bill O'Brien and more noise on that said a lot to me about where they are right now. And I don't know, they made the playoffs in 09 and made some big moves after that. I want to see the players that we have play well. I want to know who's in, who's out next year. And the more yeah. players on this team right now that we can have in next year, the better.
0: No, you're not wrong. Uh, you're not wrong about that. You know they, they made the playoffs in 9 You're right, and then they lost 97 to nothing to the to the uh, to the to the yeah. Ravens. So it's not they, like,
1: they, yeah, they the, the Make a Wish kid called the play for that game and basically right. won them the game. You remember that story?
0: Did he call the first play? The Make a Wish kid yeah. called the first play, and it was it was yeah. Coach Harbaugh had Ray a Ray. guy
1: come in, and they called that run on the first play. Ray Rice runs, and that was it. Uh, I did hey, I was at the Pats Ravens game in the regular season that year. That was the first Pats game I ever went to.
0: Really? Look at that. that.
1: That was the game where uh what's his face? Belichick and I think it was Derek Mason. We're getting into it. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Shut up, Derek Mason. Look at the <laughs> look at the scoreboard. That was good. Yep, that was good. You know, and look, I mean, ultimately it is what it is. I mean, you know, I, I just I am I'm worried that Matt was two years old. <laughs> if Matt was not two years old, you know, nine, although you probably weren't much older than two.
1: I was, let me think.
0: How old were you? 11. I, I was
1: Yeah, I was 11 for that one. Jesus.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> I'll show you yeah. the picture of me from this from that game after
0: this one. It's outrageous. Um, but you know, it's one of those it's one of those things for me that I look at it and I just think, you know, burn it to the ground. Burn it burn the whole offensive thing to the ground. Just like burn to the ground and start over because you know, we haven't talked about I was on with Murph, um, Murph and Steve and, and Claire this week too and they were talking about, you know, um, They were talking about the wide receiver coach, Troy Brown. Like, he hasn't gotten any criticism. And you wonder, you look at some of the, right. And, you know, you talk about uh, Evan Lazard did a really nice, really nice breakdown of a specific play that ended up being a drop. And, you know, for people that haven't seen it, it was a play where a lot of people said that Tyquan Thornton was open on a deep post route. And instead, he went to Myers across the middle, ended up being an incomplete pass. And he threw it behind Myers intentionally because the safety was coming down. And it looks like Tyquan Thornton is open, but he's not because the only is open after the safety declares for the underneath route. Fine. But what he pointed out was that Myers does this weird stutter step, jump hop thing or whatever, which wasn't there last year, but was there this year. And it was almost like, what the heck was that thing? So, yeah, um, that's, you know, you wonder, you wonder what's coming, what's coming from the wide receiver room as well, you know? Well, and
1: it's, The one thing that kind of stands out to me as a whole, when they were trying to switch things up and build the playbook for this year, the talking points we heard were about making it simpler and making it so that players could play faster. Like basically not trying to win less with scheme and more with just execution. What you do partly if you think you're more talented, I think what we may be seeing right now is these may have been adjustments because guys weren't, getting it or i i don't know but yeah they're not playing fast they're not playing like they know what's going on you can tell and right that's where that's where part of me is like they probably they lose that game on saturday and they probably all go home thinking well that's it we're gonna we're gonna get two more games here and that's it some of these guys are probably thinking i get one more game in Gillette as a patriot one game up in buffalo and i'm in a new team next year now suddenly you get this second life from the outside and Maybe that adds a little extra motivation here. They don't no, need to be perfect, sure. but we haven't we haven't really seen like a really well executed game on offense this year. And I think even with bad coaching staffs and bad teams, you always get one game in there where they like put stuff together randomly and things come together. And are we due for one of those a little bit too?
0: Yeah, you never know. Just you never know. sheer
1: it. luck, I feel like right. there's got to be one of them out there.
0: Well, and, uh, you know, Devin McCordy talked about how when Matty P was the defensive coordinator, how, you know, how the, the defense was the same defense that they ran, but they had so many checks at the line. They had so many mm-hmm. different possible variations of every play that sometimes it could be a little confusing um, when you were calling plays and when, you you know, when a play was happening, what exactly were you supposed to do? And I wonder if that's not happening on the offensive side of the ball too right now uh, because they are – it just seems like everything's so slow to develop. Everything is so – it just it, – it's like it's a real struggle for them yeah. to move the ball. And, you know, it does not seem like a simplistic offense, I can tell you that much.
1: No. Well, it's, it's hard to tell anything about what's going on with the offense. So, I don't know. That's where I'm hopeful that you can just – one game plan. That's where Bill's always been good. We're going to scrap right. everything else we did this year, it's one game plan. It's a home game, Miami. You got to win it. Right. You don't have to do anything fancy. You just got to get the win. I I have confidence that they can do that. And for a game like this, I mean, it's got to be coming from Bill. Like, it's it's not going to be Matt Patricia at this point, especially if the rumblings are obvious and you know right. that he's on the out. It's like they're going to – it's going to be, hey, we got a fresh chance at this. We got to go win on Sunday. Yeah. We're going to put this together as a group and we're going to we're just going to identify things that work well we're going to go back to our roots um and they, yeah. they they played poorly in Miami but they also kind of lost that game on two plays so and they've had a lot of bad luck against Miami recently yes they, they lost that game on two plays they lost the game that was essentially a one possession game the last week last year they lost a game that was um not a it was a it was came down to the last well, seconds there. Damien Harris fumbling, right? And Matt yep. Jones's opener. Yep. Go back to 2019. You got Miami coming up to New England and winning it at the end. Um, this obviously the, the laterals in Miami. Like, there's there's all of these weird games that the team has played against Miami. They haven't won a close game against Miami in a long time. So maybe by just the odds there, they're they're due for one of those. It'd
0: be nice. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, and I will say uh, about Tua. No matter what happens on Sunday, Tua will still remain undefeated against the the Patriots and Bill Belichick, uh because he will not be playing. Yeah, he is out he is out with a concussion, and so Teddy Bridgewater is the starter. And so again, then the question becomes, you know, does it matter? I think it matters a lot. I think I think Teddy Bridgewater stinks. And I don't know if Tua we'll see how good Tua is. Um I think he got exposed a little bit last weekend.
1: But it's also again- because- well, yeah. that
0: and that's the hard part, right? Was he was he concussed in that second half, and that's why he didn't look as good as he did? I, I think that's entirely possible. He was concussed, right? And so,
1: yeah. Which for his know. just side note, for his own benefit, you got to think about hanging it up at some point. This is what looks like three concussions in a year.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, That's a lot it's, for somebody. He's a young guy, too. And like, if I'm if I'm the Dolphins, you know, I, I might think about just shelving him for the rest of the season and say, look, you know, we might lose the opportunity to win the Super Bowl this year because if we don't have Tua. But like for for well, the long term success of the football team and for the long term, I mean, quite frankly, for the long term health of him, it, it's really not safe to put him out there on the field again this year with three concussions well, if, like that
1: and if they lose on Sunday, if the Pats win, then they might not be in the playoffs. they got a game against the Jets, and that's probably a play-in game for the playoffs right there. And the Jets can win that one. Like That's a real 50-50. I don't feel good about this team. I will say, watching the way that happened in the second half without knowing what was going on with Tua, my first thought was uh, the Tom Brady to Miami Dolphins rumors are going to come back out again. So he already wanted to play for them. And he's already in Florida. Tom Brady's, going to,
0: Tom Brady's going to Vegas, baby. I,
1: I don't think so at all. I think, I don't think he's likely to go there at all.
0: No, I don't think so. I agree with you. Do you want uh, to know where
1: I think he goes? I don't know if you saw me tweet this the other day. I'm know. workshopping, an, I'm workshopping an idea here, Pat. Where? We're going to say that Tom Brady is going to team up with Devante Adams in Detroit and bring a Super Bowl there.
0: <laughs> what the hell is Detroit going to give up for Adams?
1: They have so many picks. They have all of the picks from the oh, Matt you're right. Stafford.
0: You're right. Jared Goff
1: deal. So they you can could get rid of Jared Goff. They have they can have a bunch of cap space this year. They have an offensive line. They have cheap weapons right now. You can't tell me Brady wouldn't love Amon Ross St. Brown.
0: Bro, they, have an imagine, offensive line. they got offensive imagine coordinator. And, <laughs> and Amon Ross St. Brown.
1: And Jamison Williams in year and two. Then,
0: and then using, you know, let's just say now – you trade your first-round pick. Oh, and Jameson Williams, that's right. You trade yep. your first-round. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait a second now. You trade your first-round pick to Vegas for Devontae Adams.
1: Well, but here's the thing. like you, you trade- can, With the picks, they have two picks at the top here. And based on the way that Steel went down last year, they can keep their pick at the top. So Detroit can go ahead and have what might be a top-ten pick here, right. pick any defensive player they want, get an edge to put next to Aiden Hutchinson, trade the other first for devonta adams right. and still have another pick in the top 50 to use but on whatever what, they want
0: that's what i mean right you have that first ever. bro
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that would be <laughs> and he gets to go play Tom in, brady bringing a super bowl to detroit and, holy and this, christ and he
1: gets to play behind an offensive line in a dome
0: I'm he's sold. not gonna get
1: he's not I'm gonna sold. get hit he doesn't have to play in bad weather except for when he goes up to green bay in chicago like that's that's all he has to do, um and imagine just imagine when Tom Brady and Devonte Adams take the Lions in the Green Bay and win
0: that would be incredible <laughs> that that would be that would be that's the greatest idea of all time. That's the best idea I've ever heard i I would love that so much. um oh my God, that's it. All right. okay. it's gonna happen we have to, <laughs> we, have to we have to speak that into existence. I love that
1: song. and obviously Brady went to Michigan too, right. so
0: right. so it's, it's like kind of like a homecoming form.
1: Oh, yeah. the, yeah, home, the homecoming everybody thinks is going to happen is Brady to San Francisco, but the one that's actually going to happen is Brady to Detroit.
0: Dan Campbell. I don't know. I don't know if he could do it with Dan Campbell. I don't know. Could he do well, it with have, Dan Campbell?
1: So, their offensive coordinator is a guy who reportedly has been looking, he's going to get looked into for head coaching jobs too. Yeah. And if you if you want to keep your head coach, you want to keep your offensive coordinator who's like that, the best way to do it is to get him a quarterback he's going to want to stay with. It's going to be Tom Brady. Or it could be a Lamar Jackson. If I'm Detroit, I'm trying to get one of those two. Yeah. Right no, I season. agree
0: with you. By the dark blue gold, the, the Jets will never win a Super Bowl. So so to, even Tom Brady can't win a Super Bowl with the Jets. Um, no. Before we move on, though, I did Jared Jackson over here on YouTube. was talking about, Billy, never forget Billy Cundiff miss. That was in 2011. Right after Sterling Moore knocked the ball away from Lee Evans. Bills, Bill's legend Lee Evans uh, dropped the ball in the corner of the end zone, knocked away uh, by Sterling Moore. And I still say to this day that Myercraft blew that one, uh, blew that one wide, wide left. I believe that one went uh, wide left. Oh,
1: that was such a. Uh, it was unbelievable.
0: It was incredible. Yeah. It was one of those things where you just like, there's no, you're like, all right, well, I guess we're going overtime, and he just missed it, and you're like, oh my god, he missed it. Like it was, I was yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, I was down the was- far end. That was towards the close end of the stadium. I sit, I sit uh, where the lighthouse used to be, or I guess where the lighthouse will be again, um, right where they come out. And so, and I, I sit in the middle. So you got a front row view of that, so that was the other end. But I could see it, and as soon as okay. the, as soon as he kicked it, you could, see, and I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna miss it! Like it was, it was such a short kick. It was like that's unbelievable. Everyone was he'll in shock you know, that they that they lost that game. man. You know?
1: That and that Sterling Moore play is just, I mean, unbelievable play. play by a guy. Great. He he ended up having a decent NFL career after that too. He yeah. bounced around, and yeah, he was a legend. He'll always
0: Dallas be a legend. Of, hey, be a legend in my book. We make the, we make one of those plays, and like the hard thing is that. That team wasn't very good. That 2011 team was a mess. That defense was awful. Uh, Julian Edelman was playing slot corner on that defense. That defense was that team was was a disaster. But their offense was so good. And Gronk, of course, uh, friggin' what's his name over there? Um, the uh, the the safety uh, Pollard was it Pollard? I think it was. Um, who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, who sprained Gronk's ankle? Really, kind of didn't break his ankle, but gave him a real bad sprain.
1: Everything that man touched, like he's responsible, minus for like the ends of like four or five Patriots. Bernard yeah. Carmel, because he was not only yeah, see bro. the guy that hit, yeah, not even to see the guy that hit Brady,
0: right? He's
1: the guy that Wes Welker was trying to avoid yep. in 09 when he tore his ACL week 17. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that, like you said, hurt Grunk in the AFC championship game. He was the last player to ever tackle Aaron Hernandez in an NFL game, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> and I, if I'm remembering, he was also the one that laid the hit on Stephen Ridley in tw- 2012 AFC Championship that knocked him out.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and so it just yeah the guy was the guy was a menace. Um, yeah,
1: and it's uh, not even I don't I don't he's not a bad guy or anything. You just happened to be the guy that was in all of those places.
0: Maybe, only, yeah. Maybe
1: the, the only one of those you could argue was even close to dirty was the Ridley one, and Ridley kind of put his own helmet down into it too. So
0: yeah, he'll always he'll always be a bad guy to me. So oh, uh, he
1: he could be a, yeah. he's always the bad guy, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, so we'll see. And look, I mean, you know, can they make a little bit of a run this year? It's possible, it's certainly possible. I'm not, I'm not, honestly, I'm not ruling anything out. I just don't know how. I don't know how they they actually pull it off, but you know. We'll see. We'll see.
1: It's 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 football. A like, weird thing has happened in this sport. It's based on right. the small sample sizes and situation and weather and all kinds of stuff. And for Bill's always made his money. That's why it's, it's the other reason I want to get this team to the playoff. Do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. But I'd like the chance because you right. never know. Once you're in, it's true. weird stuff happens. And it's, yeah. I'll say they get the Bengal. That's the team they already played close. If you beat them, you're probably playing Kansas City in that scenario on the road. And Yeah, you probably lose that one. But I think Bill has schemed up against Kansas City as well as anybody not named the Bengals in the NFL. True. And at that point, you would have beaten Buffalo, Kansas City and Cincinnati all in a row on the road. If you do that, you could do anything in the NFL.
0: Correct. Yeah.
1: All of this hinges on the offense looking somewhat competent in this team being healthy.
0: This is Advertiser Content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Just go to dot No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void there. Here's where the snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Well, and I don't know if the team's going to be healthy. And, I, and you know, in the offense, I, I think the big thing with, with me is that you, I think you found something in the second half of the game. I think yeah. you found a little bit of something in the second half of the game. And just start calling plays like that. And I don't, you know let mac throw it out air it out a, a little bit run that like just run the same offense that you ran in the second half because you didn't do anything fancy but it looked a little bit different and so do that whatever the hell it was just do that right and so and so to me that that's kind of what i want to see is a little bit more let's try to get a little more aggressive let's throw the ball downfield a little bit more Let's try to let's try to push some of that yeah. vertical stuff. And I know Mac was was very unsuccessful with that at the beginning of the season. I I understand that. But I do think that some of that was bad reads. I do think that some of that was, you know, we already talked about the wide receivers giving up on routes or not running the correct mm-hmm. route or not fighting for the ball hard enough as they should. Yeah. And so, you know, get him comfortable with the guys he's with. Have him throwing those passes to Kendrick Bourne, to Jacoby Myers the guys that he trusts out there and you know, and see and something happened.
1: i'm gonna something i'm gonna throw into this conversation too that comeback happened once the tight ends got hurt and i had to yeah. start using other people right i don't know if that's fully a coincidence uh i've been uh the the sco the Scos- show slash channel the Scos- show doesn't exist anymore but the slack channel is still alive and well <laughs> we've been talking about this for a little bit and i'm kind of on team get rid of the tight ends I think you just kind of eat the money on both of them, get rid of them this offseason, and figure out something else. There's some good guys in the draft and you figure out something else you can do with that position, because I don't think those guys are working. Uh, maybe you, maybe you play a little bit more for wide receiver this week yeah. and try to spread them out. And you get all of these guys on the field that we're talking about. Maybe you see what Scotty Washington can do. He played last week. It's nope. probably not that good, but can he give you, Half a decent
0: game. Uh, You can't. He just put it on. He was put on IR today. So, (laughs) so he's gone. How did I miss that? He gone. (laughs) Uh, Oh my
1: goodness.
0: So yeah. So no, 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 Scotty Washington. But I will say, look, I I do think you had a successful offense last year with Hunter Henry in the mix, and I think that you know, I think that you can you can try to involve Hunter Henry in the passing game, and you know, and get things going with him. I think the problem is is that you know they flooded the middle of the field. And they've taken away that middle of the field pass that was so, you know, important for the Patriots and has been so important for so long. And they've really struggled to do anything about it, you know? And instead of instead of you know going to the boundary, they've gone deeper than just the middle of the field. And it's like, well, that takes too long because the offensive line can't block for you. Right. And so those are some of the things that that you know that concern me. Have they come up with a with a better scenario? Right? Have they come up with a better solution? to, you know, taking away the things that we do well. Um, yeah. And and so far they haven't. And so we'll, you know, we'll kind of see where that goes. But it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to end up doing. But it just, it's, uh, they really have to figure something out. Because it's been a mess. It's been a complete yeah. mess. And you at least have to look competent, you know. Yeah. Uh, and they haven't yeah. done
1: that. And hey. hey, maybe that means we see Matt Sokol on, uh, on Sunday. Hey? I liked him in the preseason. I thought he could be a fine-depth tight end, so let's see what it looks like. Why not?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, we got a question here from Dark Blue Gold, and I actually want to talk about this real yes. quick. Uh Dark Blue Gold asks, slightly off-topic, but do you think McDaniel's head coach outlook is toast, and would he come back down the line? I want to bring something up here because I think the Raiders are getting just a little bit too much hate this year. Yeah. Last year, they overperformed. They won basically every single close game that happened. Right. The opposite has happened this year. They're four and eight in close games. But the offense is ranked higher in points scored, and the defense is ranked higher in points scored than it was last year. And that's with Waller and... Uh, Renfro missing a ton of time with injuries, yeah, and that's with the offensive line being hot garbage still. I think the real issue here was they traded for Devontae Adams thinking he would solve all of their issues when they really weren't that good of a team last year. I don't think McDaniels is a great head coach or anything, but um, I think this, is, this might be a bad team that he is coaching up to look like a half decent one. And the reason that we all think he's so bad is because he's coaching the team into some of these situations in the first place.
0: My, my favorite. So Emmanuel Acho uh, posted a, a video on TikTok, and I just, it was just, Oh no. it was hilarious to me because he's on his, whatever TV show he's on ESPN and he's shouting about how it's so in the injustice of Derek Carr being benched and, You know, and it's, oh, well, you know, this guy, first-round traffic, he's cut. 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 And he's going on and on and on and on and on. And meanwhile, Derek Carr's more. It's not a car problem. It's a McDaniels problem. And I'm like, wait a second. Trust me, I just got there, bro. Like he didn't draft he didn't any, of any of those guys. They drafted yeah. zero of those guys. What he did was cut all those bums because they all sucked. Like, what do you yeah. want him to do? And so yeah, like you can't you know, you can't make the argument of well, you know, that they they've sucked at draft in the last four or five years, and because of that, now and he, you know. It's like and he's saying all well, John Gruden was a problem and Henry Ruggs was arrested for manslaughter and blah, blah, blah. And all, well, that's not list.
1: anybody's fault, but Henry Ruggs.
0: <laughs> Correct. And, and, but he's like, and he's like down the line, down the line. This is what Derek Carr has been through. And this is the adversity he's faced and stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, but like he's been with McDaniels for the year. Now, McDaniels signed him to an extension because, because Devontae Adams obviously wanted to play with him. That's why, that's one of the reasons why he came to Vegas and played there. But at the end of the day, you know, they structured the contract in a way that they could they get, out get out, of, out it of it after this year because they weren't sure about him. And so they played the full year with him and they're like, bro, he ain't it. This guy ain't it. Right. But if he gets hurt, then we're screwed. So we're benching him. And 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 look, it is what it is, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I don't think Josh, Josh McDaniels is an exceptional head coach or anything. I don't know if he ever will be. I think taking this one year and looking at it too closely is I think it's people reading too much into what happened last year for the Raiders. The Raiders were not good last year. This is basically the same team as last year. And you could say, oh, they had Devonta Adams. Well, they needed that when Renfro and Waller are playing like right. basically none of the games this year. It's, it's static and it probably shouldn't be. It's probably not a great sign for McDaniel that he can't coach up some of this stuff. But it's, let's give it an... Offseason here. And I like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I think he's also highly dependent on the players around him, just like a Kirk Cousins. I don't think there's a massive difference between those two guys right now. And one is in a good situation and one is not. That's really what's going on there. So I think Derek Carr will probably go somewhere else this offseason and somebody's going to give up a decent pick for him because he's a front. decent quarterback. I-, I wouldn't be surprised to see the commanders do it. That yeah. feels like something they would do. If I'm the Jets, I'm doing it. Carr is an immediate upgrade and a veteran. Honest. They got a defense that yeah. can win right now. So the Raiders will have suitors for him, and you yeah. hit the drawing board next year, and you might have to trade Adams too and absorb some of that contract just because you're blowing it up and you want to get the assets back. Obviously, then Devonta Adams gets traded to Detroit. He teams up with Tom Brady there. We went down that road earlier. Um, that's the one. Yeah, that's it, the one. yeah, that's that's the one. But yeah, I, I think you're. They're just. They jumped the gun. They won close games last year and thought they were one piece away. And they were really uh like seven and ten team last year. They got lucky.
0: Yeah, and it is interesting to see them. You know, and you, and you kind of wonder. You like look at it and you're like, well, why did they do that? Why did they trade that first round pick with Devontae Adams? And I think the idea was, you know, that's an instant upgrade for us. We can instantly get better right away. And yeah, it's a first it round draft pick that you know, but it's which it is, but it's like you know. I don't know. It, it It is kind of frustrating to see. And, you know, Hunter Renfro would look so good in that McDaniels type offense as that slot receiver. And he played well for the first few weeks. And then he got hurt and he, you know, had a bunch of injuries and so on and so forth. And Darren Waller, same thing. So um, I do wonder, sometimes I do wonder, I'm like, do they actually suck? And McDaniels is like coaching them to get into these close games and they're blowing them because deep their defense, by the way, is atrocious. That- I and know they still, have Max Crosby, but their defense sucks. And it is still by,
1: uh, what do you call it, by points allowed, it is better than it was right. last year.
0: Yeah. It's, it's no given business. up more
1: yards. It's given up more yards. Right. But
0: they have no business being better than last year because that defense stinks.
1: No, it's it's really bad. Um, and that's Again, it's because they've whiffed on so many players in the draft right. here. And I mean, they added Chandler Jones, who has just been kind of a no-show for them. I think he's was washed at this point, unfortunately. and Yeah. Except
0: for one, except for one stiff arm to Mac Jones's face, but uh, beyond that, yeah, beyond that. But anyways, so it is interesting. I mean, we're going to see what, we're going to see what happens. I do think, I do think that you, you're in an interesting spot, you know, in the Belichick coaching tree, I think is a whole thing we can go down and, and does B flow deserve another job? Will B flow get another job? I don't know. Uh, Of course, he's on on the staff in Pittsburgh. I think he's a very good coach. I think he's a very good coach. Um, And so we'll kind of see where that goes. Does Bill O'Brien come back into the league with the Patriots or someone else?
1: That's what I think. You know, if I I had to put money on something here, it's going to be so like Patricia gets promoted out of the position back up into the press box where he doesn't have to interact with players and he can just be a brain that Belichick bounces ideas off of, which I think I think Patricia gets a lot of hate and he deserves a lot of it, but he's not like awful at what he does. Like he's, I think he's a good ideas guy. I think he just, I think there's issues with the details and the execution there. So you could have up in the press box where it's all ideas for him and he can do that stuff. And it's, I think that will be a good spot for him. I think you might have to look at a new wide receivers coach. I think you probably want to look at a new, um, what do you call offensive line coach or an assistant to come in, promote the guy who's the current assistant to full-time bring in another assistant Get some new eyes in there and, but keep continuity, continuity matters. So keep one guys yeah. that they're familiar with. And then I don't know what you do with Joe judge. I don't know if he's the issue or not, but uh, you could probably send him back to special teams and I wouldn't complain about it. And if you bring Bill O'Brien in, he can also be the quarterback's coach. He's done that before. He's very familiar with that with young guys. Yeah. Um, they put it all together and I don't know how good the offensive staff is going to be, but it's a huge improvement in this. This team has the right. talent to be a top half of the NFL offense if the offensive line is competent and I think it will yeah. be next year because I don't think they're going to let this happen again.
0: Correct. And, and I think I do think Troy. Look, I, I think Troy deserves to be a coach somewhere. I just don't know if it's if it's at wide receiver. I don't know if he's the guy to do it as the wide receiver coach. And maybe it's not all on him. I don't know. You know, and maybe it's some of the concepts that they want to run look a little bit different. But it just hasn't looked good from anyone. Right. Um, and the you other one's so the other same name- wonder.
1: Yeah, you know, the other name I'd bring up there too is Nick Cayley, who's the tight ends coach. Typically, right. tight ends coaches are guys who are groomed for head coaching or offensive coordinator positions down the line. The last tight ends coach we had before Nick Haley was Brian Dable, now a head coach. That's right. that is, they come up there because the tight end coach doesn't do a lot. When the tight ends are working on blocking drills, they're with the offensive line coach. When they're working on receiver drills, they're with the receivers coach. So the tight end coach gets more time to view from the wide angle lens. He's been there for a while. They blocked him from doing interviews in other places. So if they promote from within the offensive coordinator, I think it's probably him.
0: What's interesting is that they didn't do that this year. And that, yeah. and I don't know if that was a little bit of a red flag daily. to me, right? It's a red flag. They
1: didn't promote him, but it's a green flag that they blocked him from being interviewed. So right. I don't Which know is what kind of like, means. if
0: you're not going to let him interview, why wouldn't you give him the offensive coordinator? It just, it didn't make any sense. Um, and so, yeah. you know, I don't know. You have Matty P there. It's not like you needed to convince Matty B, Matty P to do something, and you like, oh, he he wants to be the offensive coordinator. I, I don't know. It, it was a bizarre, it was a bizarre situation this year. So yeah, and um, then I think you
1: have to watch for Gerard Mayo on the other side of the ball here. Yes, um, because he might get poached away somewhere. And there's a world where Bam Patricia is just flipping over to the defense next year to replace Patricia or to replace Mayo if Mayo goes. That's that's a situation we should prepare ourselves for.
0: Please don't let that happen. Please, God, do not let that happen. <laughs>
1: I'm just putting the thoughts out there so we can talk to our therapist about it now and start yeah. getting the ball rolling on the paperwork.
0: Yeah, let's hope. Not. Let's hope.
1: Not. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. But uh, you know, yeah.
0: and, and Matty P was was an okay defensive coordinator. He was an okay defensive coordinator. He was pretty good.
1: They were. They were um, almost top ten in points allowed when he was when he was the DC.
0: They also so. they also had a ton of talent back then too.
1: And the one That's- year they were really bad was the year they lost to the, the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and I think that had mostly to do with the talent, especially along the edges of that roster. Right. And Eric Lee and James Harrison and Marquise Flowers all playing important roles, Johnson Batamosi, Jordan Richards, all guys who played real snaps in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if good. you if you wanna if you want to believe that your dreams can come true, just remember those guys played in the defense in the Super Bowl. Well, James Harrison <laughs> makes sense. 43-year-old yes. James Harrison or whatever he was doesn't
0: maybe not so much. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Uh, before we go, I want to bring up one other thing for this. Yes. Kind of disappointing to me the weather for sunday have you seen what the weather looks like
0: i'm pissed i'm i'm like really. this should
1: be a snow game yep and we're getting a freaking rain game it's gonna be in the 50s what's the point of home field advantage against the dolphins in january if it's not gonna snow bills just got it why didn't we get it
0: i'm very i'm very pissed about it and and uh well they just changed it because i looked at it the other day and it said rain on saturday and not on sunday and i was like you've got to be kidding me when are you gonna get rain um
1: but Rain yeah. in the morning now is it's what not it says. Great.
0: Not great. Not great. But what do you going to
1: do? I wanted the bad weather game. We haven't had one. And, um, I will say, uh, depending on what happens in this one, though, if the Patriots win and that game against the Bills becomes a win and in for the Patriots, that game might get flexed because they can put games on Saturday. And That's I could true. see a world where they want that as the Saturday night game because they know people will tune in and then – if the Patriots lose, then Jets Dolphins the next day is a win in your in game. They realistically though, they probably put both of those at the same time.
0: No, no shot they'll put it on Saturday because the Bills are playing on Monday night. I can't imagine they uh, they would make the Bills no, play they, Monday to Saturday. Before. I mean, I guess I guess they could, but I'd be surprised if they did. I would. I the, wouldn't. Do you no
1: do you think the school. NFL cares about player safety?
0: They don't. They don't. That's <laughs> they
1: don't. Yeah,
0: they'd put it on Thursday if they thought it would help ratings
1: yeah which hey if we uh, uh we were talking before before the show about like possibly doing an episode where we talk about NFL hot takes and things we would change about the NFL yeah. the whole idea of have been workshopping in my head about how to change the schedule and make it more fun and better for the players
0: yeah so, agreed I guess, agreed oh we're going to go fall- we're going to go through a whole schedule <laughs> thing it's going to be great that that one's going to be fun so,
1: are we going to have competing schedule proposals here
0: i think i think we might i think we curious might. curious to
1: see how much overlap there's going to be.
0: It would be fun. It would be fun. So, uh, but all right. So long story short, the Patriots have, a, you know, a must win against the Dolphins. With Miami's backup quarterback in there. And, and you just feel like, you feel like if the Patriots were ever going to win that, that today, you know, that, that Sunday has to be the day they do it. New Year's Day, of course. It, you know, it, it should be, I don't know. I don't I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't know what the hell's going to happen. I, I honestly don't. I just no, you know you look at this team and you just wonder like do they have it? Do they have enough to get it done? And I don't know the answer to that question. But
1: I think yeah, I think you know I think the worst case outcome from the next two weeks for the Patriots is you scrape by a Miami team that has Teddy Bridgewater in a quarterback. The Bills somehow wrap up the one seed this week and rest their starters next week. and You barely beat Buffalo and you back into the playoffs to go play at Kansas City or Cincinnati or wherever it is and you get killed. That's the worst case. Yes. I think the, what we wanted, what we want over the last two weeks here is clarity. Right. You either want to see the pieces come together so we know yep. how it can look when they come together or we want to see this continue to kind of fall apart so we know, all right, yeah, this is not it. We're right. building it, we're rebuilding it, and we're gonna take the draft pick that comes with it.
0: Right. And I think, you know, and, and this is a longer conversation probably for the for the uh for the offseason, but I, I think we are doing this week in sports history, I promise, Dark Blue Gold. We're almost we're almost there. Um, but you know, I, I do think that Mac well the hard thing is you don't know if Mac's the problem or not. That that's the hardest part. The hardest part about this year is that you went into this year saying we don't know. If Mac is the guy or not. And then by the end of this year, we still don't know if Mac is the guy or not. You're in, if you're, if you're a jets coach, you walked into the season saying, Hey, we're not sure about Zach Wilson. Yet. He didn't look great last year, but maybe he can be better this year. You're leaving the season saying Zach Wilson sucks. He's not the guy we got to get rid of him. We got to move on. You know that you don't know that about Mac Jones. You don't, he looked bad for long stretches of this season. Statistically, mm-hmm. he's having like, you know, arguably well, a worse year is it, than Cam Newton, right? But is it all on him? Is it some of the coaching staff? Is the new? Is it the new offense? You don't know. Yeah. And that's the yeah. worst spot to be in.
1: Yeah. yeah, And that's that's all we want here. And that's, he's going to be the quarterback next year. I think that is almost, unless somebody's given you number one overall pick for Mac Jones, like he's right. he's going to be the guy next year. You're going to roll with him. It's worth it for the contract anyway. And if Mac ends up being the guy next year, if he, if that's when he comes through, a new offensive coordinator, things click for him, this team can be a Super Bowl-caliber team next season with the right moves. They're not like it's the NFL. You're never – if you're close to being in the playoffs, you're never that far away if you're actually a somewhat decent team. You put things together and you're well-coached and all that. And you get some breaks next year. You get some bounces. This team can go places. Right. So you you stick behind – the flip side is – if he's this next year, well,
0: back to the drawing board. And you're a mess, right? I, I uh, curious because I know you follow college football a lot more than I do. TCU's QB, who's projected to go late, does he have any mobility whatsoever, or is he a pocket passer?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly don't know that much. I'm a Michigan fan, though, Aha, so yes. I'll be watching this Michigan TCU game on New Year's Eve closely. Um, so. I'm not-
0: I don't. I'm not I'm in love not, with
1: any of the guys coming out with this year. N- to Be
0: honest. No, me neither. But I, I just I am interested to see, you know, like if there's a guy that you can get, and I don't know, I don't know who there who it would be, right? I don't know who it would be. Uh oh, you know, Max Dugan is absolutely a runner. Uh, hundred percent, fifteen carries for hundred ten yards. So Max Duggan uh is is definitely a runner uh for TCU he's expected to go late. Like to me, it's like, get one of these guys that, you know, that is a, that is a dual threat quarterback and just take him late. They take a quarterback every year. Anyways, take a guy. If that guy's going in the fifth round, take him in the fourth round, just take him in the fourth round and just see what happens. And maybe he sucks and maybe he stinks. And, and maybe Mac is the guy next year, yeah. but maybe Mac isn't the guy. And then this guy comes in and you're like, Hey, this guy gives us some flexibility in here and there. And so, you know, like, like, Twenty twenty they had an opportunity to take Jalen Hurts and they didn't do it. And you know, I had said all along and I love Jalen Hurts, but I said I don't think he fits the Patriot system, and I don't think he did.
1: Didn't they like him? I thought they liked him. <clears throat> I thought I that think was the team, rumor.
0: But they didn't draft him. Yeah. You know? Well,
1: he, now, I think the rumor the was they round. liked him in the second round and they wanted him in the second if they had a chance, if I'm remembering.
0: Right. And I think I think the I think he got drafted in the second round, right? Yeah. And so maybe if he was available in the third, they would have taken him. But they didn't. Regardless, right? I just think I think it's not it's not the worst decision in the world to take a guy who has that you know that breakaway speed, that dual threat, and just take it like Richardson's a guy from Florida that I think has a has a super high ceiling. Yeah. But I'm not touching that guy with a 10 foot pole before the fourth round. Like you know he's probably going to get drafted in the first round, but like he has no accuracy at all. I don't know yeah. if he's a real quarterback, but like later on in the draft, I mean, why
1: not? Is, you know? Everything about his profile is—it's all Josh Allen. It's all big, mobile guy with an arm who can do stuff and right. really inconsistent right. on-field stuff. And the difference is he did it in the SEC. Josh Allen did it for my for Wyoming. True. I don't know what that means for him as a prospect. I haven't gotten into the tape on him yet. Some people, he's a love-hate guy. You right. Either love the tools and think you can develop him, or you hate the inconsistency and you don't think it's fixable. I don't know. I See, I like, if we're looking ahead to the draft already, I like the tight ends. I like the kid from Notre Dame, Michael Meyer. I like the guy from Georgia, uh, whose name is escaping me at the moment. Um, he's the tight end, too, there. He's the guy behind Brock Bowers right now.
0: Okay. Is and he the, like, 6'9 guy or something like that?
1: He's a freak blocking. He okay. is just, he's, like, a, a sixth offensive lineman out yeah. there, and it's. Sure. I'll send you a clip later, but against Oregon, so one play where he goes downfield and he's just like flattening a safety, just throwing him to the ground. And the next so play, they, they hand it off to him and he breaks it, not hand it off. They dump it off to him in the flat and he breaks one tackle and then hurdles a guy and goes for like 25 yards. And it's, this guy's everything we thought John new Smith was going to be. Right. He's right. just super raw. The guy yeah. from, from Notre Dame is one of the only prospects have actually watched and been like, I actually see a little gronk in him. Yeah. He wins with size and, it's like you had a tight end. If you res- reset the tight end room, add a guy there, go all offense in the draft, a tight end, and two or three offensive linemen. Try to go with a shifty receiver late in the draft, go sign yeah. a corner one this offseason, come back, win the Super Bowl next, right. or maybe lose ah, to the Lions yeah, and Tom Brady and Devontae Parker. But
0: <laughs> hey, listen, that's the one time where I wouldn't be so upset if 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 that happened, if you willed that into existence. And we as a podcast could take credit for being the first people to have the idea of Tom Brady and Devontae De Adams going to Detroit and winning Super Bowl, and you made it all the way to the Super Bowl next year and lost to Tom Brady and the Detroit Lions. I think I'd be okay with it. I could live with that. I could live with that. I'm,
1: yeah. You know, if the Lions are gonna do it, I don't it's I don't want to be the team to beat the Lions in the Super right. Bowl. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean I'd take it. I'd still buy the championship I mean, DVD. Obviously. Oh,
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> So, but all right, let's, let's, we're going to save, we're going to save the off season stuff for the off season. And that might be next yeah. week, but you know, we'll see. So, uh, so we'll see, but big game on Sunday, uh, you know, and, and, uh, Jesus, hopefully they can pull it out, but if they can't, then they can't, what are you going to do? So, but uh, all right, last segment of the day, here we go. And now for something we think you'll really like this week in sports history. All right, so I'm I'm going to go first. I have a I have a simple. Do oh, you want to go first or you want me to go first? No, no,
1: no, 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 you can do it. All
0: right, so I have a simple one back in simpler times, December 29th, 20, 2007, the New England Patriots became the first NFL team to ever finish a regular season 16 and 0. Tom Brady throws a touchdown pass to Randy Moss. Moss breaking Jerry Rice's record, Brady making Brady Brady breaking Peyton Manning's record on the same pass. Uh, and they they beat the Giants to go sixteen and zero in the regular season, and of course, you know we try not to remember that season because they lost in the Super Bowl to the Giants. But uh,
1: Super
0: but it was it,
1: famously that's the year they had to cancel the playoffs.
0: It's a good point. It's a great point. There was no there was no playoffs that year. Um, that was obviously a great game and a great season. Um, man, that team was so good. Oh God, I remember
1: so being, being a kid watching that team. Yeah, just.
0: That was they something. were, they were incredible. So, but, uh, you know, it was all for naught, but it was, but it yeah. was a hell of a year. So anyways, that still, was, Hey, we still, saw two... still remember the wins like
1: that. We can say it's yeah. all for naught, but let's be honest. We had a, no. a lot of like, we do at the core At the core sports are about having something fun to do on the weekends. We had a lot of fun weekends. That
0: we year. sure did. No, we sure did. You're not wrong about that. So that was, that yeah. was a great season. And, um, you know, we still have two I mean, games left and that was the last game of that season. So,
1: Yeah. And that was if I was that a Thursday night, or did they have it on a Saturday night? Yeah, and I remember it was Saturday.
0: It was a Saturday it night. It
1: was on NFL Network. I remember yeah. that one.
0: So I had just I had bought my condo. Uh my wife and I had married in 08. And in 07, we bought a condo together. And it was like we had bought the condo like a week earlier, and it was the first time we'd ever had people over. And we didn't even have like a TV stand or whatever. I had an old flat, it's called a flat tube TV, Matt, where <sighs> the TV had where it had like a back to it but the screen was flat it was brand new technology where the screen was flat instead of curved um mm-hmm. and uh and it looked like a regular tv but it had the flat screen on it and um and yeah we watched it we watched that in, a, in our living room that was the first time i had people over oh, my uh, my condo was for for that game so
1: that's amazing See, i every time i hear it's now i think defunct but the the thursday night on nfl network theme song I'm transported back to being like a (laughs) nine-year-old watching that game.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: That's oh my game was something else. I'm gonna have to watch the highlights after this.
0: That was a great game. Yeah, that was a great
1: game. Uh, My on this day in history, and this podcast will be coming out on December 30th. So that's what I'm going for. Going right back to what I started the show with, and that was the regular season game where the Patriots beat the Jets 38-3 close out the regular season, move on to the playoffs back in 2018. And just a reminder why I referenced this to end the regular season that year. Patriots lost at Miami on laterals, lost at Pittsburgh in a game where they had a chance to win it, a chance to tie it late and could yeah. not pull through the offense sputters. You can, you lose a game because of defense against Miami, you lose one because of offense against Pittsburgh, things don't look great. Then you come back, you play two division games, you win both of them. You tune up a little bit. And that's what kind of felt like it jump-started that playoff run, beating the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Rams. That's what got it going. And is that what's going to happen this year? Almost definitely not. I would not bet on it happening. But if it happened again, Never I know. would enjoy it a lot. As a fan yeah. of the team, I hope it happens.
0: Yep. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's a good one. I like that one. So... um but, you know, but yeah, so that's what we got for you. By the way, uh, two things before we leave. Dark Blue Gold mentioned it, but it is steady. It is finally steady time. Uh, wrong team, but uh, but nevertheless, steady time.
1: The king has arrived. Remember those pictures <clears throat> of him on a throne?
0: Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Me and Spags were, were pro-stitty for sure in 2020. <laughs> um, and uh, Dark Blue Gold did mention that Pele died today, uh, 82 years old. Uh, only player to win the world cup three times and 1281 goals. That's outrageous. 1281 goals. That's ridiculous. Um, so that is that was...
1: around the number of rushing yards that Tom Brady has, right?
0: I think Tom Brady just cracked a thousand uh last year, or two, no, a few years back. A few years back,
1: he did it in New England, but he's gone backwards a little bit. Okay, he has a 1000. 000... 119 rushing yards so he there might go. pass the pale that's the next mark Pass the Pele Pele gold total in rushing like
0: yards. i like that and our dark blue gold mentions that the first ymca was open in the u.s in 1851 in boston how about that is
1: that is that what why you it? mentioned or is that what you asked if we were doing the segment you wanted to pull that one must out? have been well, must have been
0: i love it we love the audience and participation anyone that's in here uh feel free to drop one in and uh appreciate appreciate you coming through with that dark blue gold and uh, and the last the last thing is is um it is championship fantasy championship weekend. Good luck to everyone. Hopefully you're starting Dalton Schultz who has two touchdowns today. Uh, hopefully you're not like me and starting Dak Prescott. Although Dak Prescott has thrown now two touchdowns, so he's up to like 13, almost 14 points. So I don't uh, want to talk
1: about fantasy football anymore.
0: Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. I'm in like 17 leagues and I'm in <clears throat> I'm in two championships, so it's not great. But uh, but I'm still in two championships, so at least I have that goal for me you know? <laughs> i so. uh,
1: i I lost I lost last week. I had a chance to go to the championship and uh it's not in the cards. I got basically a no show from my wide receiver two and tight end that had DeAndre Hopkins and Hunter Henry. So that's yeah. why I lost. I lost by the number of points that my opponent got from those two slots, and I got nothing.
0: Well, that's you know, yeah, one of my teams, <laughs> one of my teams that was playing last week. I had Justin Fields. Oh, I, I Sorry, I had Jalen Hurts, who got hurt. So I had Justin Fields, who scored under 10. Devontae Adams, who did nothing. Ramondre Stevenson, who did nothing. Garrett Wilson, who did nothing. <laughs> and then I had T. Higgins and Kenny Walker. And that was my whole squad. And it was like, dude, I scored no points. And I was like, this is outrageous that I scored no points. It was just, it was so frustrating to get there. And I was number one in points all year long. Um finished the season number one overall in points. I actually finished seven and seven, just, you know, schedule luck or whatever it was in the playoffs. And I'm like, my team is nasty. And I just couldn't, I just couldn't, uh, I, I couldn't score. I couldn't beat anyone. So that was unfortunate, but uh, it is what it is. So what are you going to do? You know? So, yeah. but anyways, that's what we got. So thanks everyone for, for coming through. We appreciate it. And, uh, and we will talk to you after the game. Well, someone will talk to you after the game on Sunday. hopefully, hopefully, breaking down a divisional victory, but we'll see what happens. Take Start care, off guys.
1: 2023 in style.
0: Yes, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be nice? Yes, and we will talk to you. We'll, I'll I'll tell you what I told my students uh, before we left for break. I'll see you next year.
1: You're such a dad.